Good evening, everyone, and welcome to an exciting night. Listen, this is, was a great game. Uh, you know, it was just you're on pins and needles to the last 10 minutes of the game. They made it exciting. But before we get into anything, I am Dan Green. I am Flyer and Ice. We are sponsored by the Heat Ratio Sports Network, and I am so happy to have the great Frankie James of the Frank and Tank Show, co-host of Dusty Beats, and contributing writer to Flyers Nitty Gritty. Frankie, thank you for joining us. And please share with my audience all the other things you're involved with. Frankie, we have no volume. We're having technical difficulties on Frankie's end. So while Frankie gets set up, it was funny. Oh, Frankie, you back? Am I back? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. So, Frankie, oh. I was telling our viewers uh, your credentials. Can you add anything I left out that you'd like to plug? Um, you hit it on the head. Obviously, give a shout out to uh, Flowers and Grady for having me uh, continue to keep doing work with them. Got to give a shout out to uh, Jesse, uh, founder of uh, Old City Sports Network, and host of Flyers Alley. Uh, you had everything on the head, man. I'm, I listen to that intro video. Man. I thought my intro video for Fat the Tank was good. That one was pretty impressive. Uh, good stuff there for sure. Um, but I'm ready to talk about the game. Uh, thanks so much for having me be part of this. Uh, hopefully we can have the other way around. We can get one of your, one of your, some of your guys on uh, the Fat the Tank show to talk a little, uh, little, little, little Flyers hockey, a little debate. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what I did, Frank, before the game um, started, I I put on Twitter. Um, the puck points for success. Now, listen, a lot of these, a lot of the keys to victory in all sports are cliche-ish. They kind of have to apply almost all the time. But tell me which ones they nailed, um, in your opinion. I'm going to bring up the Flyers' puck points for success. Let's see it. So, the fast start. They came out flying, in my opinion. Your thoughts on the on the start of the game? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can hit, you hit it right on the head with that one. I mean, it's exactly what happened. And it's just what they need to do with a team like Washington. You saw what happened with Pittsburgh. Um, it was more of a defensive game. But surprisingly, you didn't come out with the fan start. You should have you should have put a hurt on them. You didn't. This was different. It was a different atmosphere. And I think you see a different atmosphere when Martin Jones is in that. I think that has something to do with it. Not that they should be up in their game because they should be playing 110% on the way. But fan start, not a lot of goals. Good, clean goals. And you just kept riding out throughout the game. It was a, it was a, it was a good start, and it led to a good win. 
really did. And and you just by mentioning Martin Jones, you go right to our second point is the goaltending stayed hot. Um, Carter Hart has been brilliant the past few games. Uh, he kept them. He kept them in that Coyotes game for them oh. to pull it off. And uh, without him, uh, Pittsburgh would have stolen that game as well. Com- Same. Complete two yep. points. And and then Jones was awesome tonight. Now, before before I go to the next point, that brings me almost to a, a question that I have set aside for later, but let's address it now. Before the game started, where did you think they were going with the goaltending tonight? Did you think they would uh, go hard again since they had a, a game off and it was against the Capitals, or were you predicting Jones? This is this is what I was thinking, and it's a great question to ask because I have been talking about this now for a couple of days. I was I, I thought Carter Hart. I thought that actually I thought that Carter Hart should have gotten the start. I think that he has to just keep playing. Uh, he's playing well. Uh, there's obviously a few mishaps, but he's playing well, and he's continuing to play well. So I would keep going him in there, give him the big games. It's what needs to happen. But that being said. Martin Jones gets the shot here tonight. Three and zero on the year. I have him probably about eighteen to twenty games, maybe twenty to twenty-two games to play for the season, um, which I think he'll do pretty well. He also has something to prove. Look at his year last year. He came in and he also has something to prove as well. Thirty-two shots saves thirty-one of them. .969 save percentage. I mean, another great game to a really, really good Capitals team, and they have a phenomenal power play too. He, he's, he's playing great. He's playing great, great hockey. And, and basically gives me that reminder of, um, listen, Carter Hart's the guy. But if you go back to 2010, we went there with two good goalies with Michael Layton and Boucher. I don't see that happening here, but, hey, I'll take two, two hot goalies. And 2010, if you recall, we started the year with Ray Emery, and then he got hurt, and those two yep. took us to R. the uh, – R.I.P. to uh, – rest in peace to uh, yes, Ranger. you're absolutely right. Um, you mentioned staying out of the penny box. We had three power plays to kill. The first two were just bad penalties. Lawton slaps, slashed uh, Ovechkin's stick out of his hands. They killed it pretty much with ease. Later on, um, I forgot who was it that oh, it was a Broussard punched players on the bench, <laughs> which, oh, yeah, which of yeah. course was not necessary. Now, the final, Never, but- the final power play for the Capitals was kind of needed. I mean, Ovechkin was jamming the puck. Like crazy, and and he was and and um, Sealer grabbed the stick to uh, prevent it from happening. So if there's such a thing as a good penalty, that might have been it. But to hold the Capitals 0 for three on a penalty kill, we'll take it, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know the one good thing is, um, I'll mention one thing that you mentioned a little bit about um, Broussard and what he did. This team defends each other now. You're oh seeing God. it. You know, especially the captain, which is important. But back to the power play, the penalty kill has been phenomenal. Uh, power play, I think, is at 13 right now. I'm a big, and this is one of my hot takes. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of AV and his special team. Now I know that he's not the one that's like running it. But go back to New York, go back to Vancouver, and they have different players. His system just doesn't work. And I tweeted it out tonight. I don't like Claude Giroux at the point with Provorov. I'm not a big fan of Atkinson on the first line of the power play. I think it throws players out of position and I'm really big on positioning and putting in the right pieces. So you have Paul Drew at the point, and he's firing rockets, but I love him down in his spot to get those goals. If the second power play unit is suffering, then give them Cam Atkinson. Make it work. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand changing things up. Just not a big fan. I haven't seen much success yet with it. Um, just never a big fan. But the penalty kill has been phenomenal. Just killed off three big uh, pe- uh, chances they had there. 
but they also have to try and stay out of the box. Um, you'll see time and time again, five penalties given up, six penalties given up, and even getting opportunities sometimes three or four and still not capitalizing on them. But solid tonight, so we'll take it. Yeah, the, the, the final power play was the one where you're biting your nails. I mean, Martin, I mean, there was a couple sideboard one-timers by Ovechkin, as usual, and, and Jones stoned him. So it, it was just – it was an outstanding game from that perspective. And that was limit number number eight, the crazy eights, uh, chances. Um, for the most part, I thought they did that um, until, until the final stretch. I mean, you, you knew – the last half of the game was going to be a push, a strong push by the Capitals. And they they, they rode the storm, as it were. Um, and they had a few opportunities to uh, counteract the aggression of the Capitals. You know, it often leads to odd man rushes. Didn't happen, but again, we, we take the victory. And my final point, we could traffic in front of the net. That's always important. But what, what you mentioned earlier that I want to allude to right now, at the end of the second period, Wilson took an unnecessary hit at as the time expired Ristolainen turned around didn't take any crap from him McEwen jumped right into the fray they Love matched McEwen. the physical play McEwen's been been awesome he's been he's been so defensively responsible I've been beyond impressed he hasn't even had one sloppy giveaway since I've been watching so he's been very responsible and he was right in the mix for his teammates you mentioned it they're going to fight for each other this year that's the grit I've been dying for and Brown's no slouch either. He's a really tough little kid. So that's a good addition. And anytime you can get Nick Obey-Kubel out of the lineup, I'm thrilled. Uh, so sorry, Jesse, but uh, I'm not an NAK fan whatsoever. So He hasn't, those- been, a, he hasn't been a big NAK fan. Um, he, uh, we were just talking about it. But, yeah, he's not, it's unbelievable how, how it's just not working out. I wish we had a pet league still. But with – you know, with, with Wilson being Wilson, that's just the way he is. It doesn't, and he's always, always going to be that player. I talked about it earlier um, on the Dusty today. Um, you know, so, um, so in front of getting traffic in front of that. Now, I always was surprised, I've been surprised to see TK. TK is really good for the body in front of that for a smaller guy. Um, obviously, JVR is that guy, uh, you know, on the, the third line in the power play unit. But they're going to put TK in front of that a lot. I mean, I get for his hands, I guess. Even Listen, you think the trouble is doing something, man. So we'll take it. But uh, yeah, it's um, you got to get the right guys in front of that. So Frank, I want to, I want you to address um, what I call the ebb and flow of sports. So here's here's my little question towards you. Um, what explain the ebb and flow of sports, in particular hockey, how they played uninspired against Arizona and against the depleted Pens team. And then they just played so strong for a majority of this game against the Capitals. Explain how that happens in sports. You know, um, it's crazy because you go back to last year when they would beat a Boston team and then lose eight nothing to Buffalo and then lose nine one to the New York Rangers. The inconsistency, and I, th- I think it had something. I mean, accountability is big with me. I wasn't seeing that last year. I think the players that we have now obviously are going to hold people accountable. But it's still unbelievable how that happens. And to really dissect it is difficult because you just you listen to hockey and you never know who's going to come out and play well. But it's, it's, it's just, I don't know how that happens. You're better talented-wise. You're a mesh well. It's not like now we have new players on the team, but the last four or five years, we've, this team has been together for a long time besides one or two players. So not being able to get the groove to beat teams that you're much more proficient and at most of all levels, that Penguins game 
they should have beaten them. They, they should have won that game. I was like, I don't want to hear the one point. These are games you need to win. But I also said, you know, those third-line checking guys were playing more minutes. They out-hit them 39-20. to They were bullied. And then, obviously, the goal was unfortunate and fair to be out of defensive positioning. And Risto not, should not be known but the three-on-three. Three. I have a few things about that game. Um, yeah, I, I, that was ridiculous. But, yeah, the three-on-three three with him out there. That was ridiculous. But, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, but, yeah, you uh, you know, you just it, – it's unbelievable how that happens. And you have to just put, you have to play 60 minutes. You have to not – you can't let up. And I don't believe that players let up. I played 18 years for ice hockey, and you don't you just don't let up. And if there's an accountability with the coach where he's not holding people accountable – then that's an, that's an issue, and this is a big year. They got all the right pieces. Everybody that has come in as a leader, had a letter on their jersey, can score. There are no more excuses, and I'll tell you my take right now. I have this team going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They have everything they need. I mean, get Ellis healthy. Wade Ellison will be back eventually. Hayes, this team has the talent. They have the goaltending. They have a good coach. There's no more bullshit. You need to, you need to go, and you need to get out the second round, or maybe a game seven competitively you need to get the you need to get the third round no i love that i love that hot take right there let me ask you a quick question hot take and cupcake brother hot take hot, cupcake. stop it i'm hungry now um you you had referenced um oh god i just lost my train of thought oh you referenced when ellis comes back now if i'm the coach and, and it's like you, you you know they always just go by Pedigree and paycheck, right? Pedigree and paycheck. But the eye test tells me you leave Sealer in and you sit Sandheim. What are your thoughts on that when Ellis returns? Leaving Sealer in and then sit in Sandheim. I, I'm with that. Sandheim, they put Sandheim as an offensive defenseman. I don't know where that comes from. He's aggressive. Very impressive. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. Um, Sealer is is playing well. Um, I with, I'm with that 100%. How can you not be with that because of the fact that the Sandheim, they have Sandheim on this his, his outline as, like I said, an offensive defenseman. No way. And that was part of Ghost's problem, Ghost's affairs, that he scored those goals and totally forgot how to play defense. Be a defenseman. Focus on the defense part. That maybe get a few goals. But focus on the defense. That is your job. Like, when it comes to stats with defensemen, I'm not really big on it, especially with that Ellis and Pro Rob line. Eat up minutes, slow down the game, make smart plays, and shut down their, their, their opposing team. That's what I want out of them, and that's what I'm seeing out of them. But I'm not, not a big Sandheim guy right now. Cheap contract, but not a big Sandheim guy right now. I, I'll take right. Nick Steeler. I am glad we're on, on board with that. So here's my uh, next little point. So the new guys are continuing to impress. Broussard had a nice goal, a beautiful goal, actually. And and in my opinion, it was Restalainen's best game of the year so far. Uh, I'm sure you, you're in agreement with that. And at times – He's had some uh, honestly poor games. I mean, his a recent game. I think his last game. It was a very poor game. Too many giveaways. I, I'm sure you've seen our show a few times. We have Nick Descaltasti. He's played. Oh, yeah. He's what his sons play hockey, um, and he calls it the suicide pass. Risto is famous for whipping it around the boards, almost in fear. I got to get rid of the puck. Today he was under control more. He, he, he was aggressive. I almost think he was nursing his injury. And maybe tonight, perhaps, he's starting to finally feel healthy. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, Vrista is the one that really has gotten a lot of, like, crap, so to speak, on um, that he's not ready or he's not playing well. I think he plays a good game. Um, the new guys that have come in have been nothing short of spectacular. I like every move that was made. Uh, I want Ellis to get back because I think that – and Jesse has this take as well. 
Provorov is kind of being exposed. When he doesn't have that guy with him, like a Provorov or a, I mean, like a Niskanen or a Ellis, he shows his flaws. He's a yes. great defenseman, but he need, he's a guy that needs somebody to be compatible with him and play well, almost a better player, whether it makes him more confident to up his game. But he gets exposed when he doesn't have the guy. So the importance of having Ryan Ellis here, I mean, it's showing right now. Um, good game tonight. Uh, like you said, he goes out and does get the job done. But there are chances where sometimes something could happen where it could be fatal. No, you, you guys. no I, I, that's a good point with Provo. I, I, last year, um, Nicky, Nick the Scout and, and Vance, they, they, they were, they were kind of saying the same thing you are. And I, I just have this love affair for Provorov. When it, when they drafted him, I thought it was – it was a great draft, of course. It was a McDavid draft. Um, but, yeah, I hear a lot of uh, background noise now. Frank is coming from a bar, and I hear every sound of it right now. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I want cupcakes and a beer. Right now. Oh my god. Well, that's because my uh the head the headset had uh. No, no worries. Not the audio, but um, beautiful headset. That's not that back. Thank you. That's a little. So I just coming from a bar. Yeah. I'm not back. Having food. Sorry about that. No, no uh, worries. So, so Provorov, like, it, it kind of hit me like a lightning bolt. You know, these guys are right. He's he's a very good number two defenseman. He's not a top line defenseman. I have to face that, and he is with a good partner, as you mentioned. But a really good defenseman doesn't doesn't have to have that. He's the guy that picks someone else up. You don't always have to be picked up. So I'm in agreement there. It took me a while to to, to face that because I was kind of blinded. You know, I had my orange goggles on with Provorov, but. You know, he's uh, he's a solid defenseman, but he's not a true number one. And a lot of people have referenced that, both my, yeah. my, my co-host, yourself, and, and some guests. So on our last show, it's funny. We, we, we said, hey, what are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh, then Washington? Give me prediction of points. Who's the net? And everything flipped, right? Everything flipped. We would probably said two points against, against the uh, Penguins. We'll be happy to get one point against the Caps, and we probably would assume it would have been Jones and then Hart and Net. Everything flipped, Everything but we got flipped. we got we got our three points. You know, I, I, you take three out of four points in these two games, wouldn't you? If if you had a crystal yes. ball, not knowing what you know now. Uh, okay, yeah, absolutely. I would take three out of four points. Obviously, what we know about the Penguins and stuff like that, you should have got you should have got both wins. Right. Um, but, well, not even sure, but tonight, I mean, tonight's a tough game. It's a tough game against Washington, but the Pittsburgh game is definitely vice versa. Win the Pittsburgh game, maybe get a steal point here. But it didn't work out like that. And it goes to the back of what we were saying. You're not beating the teams you need to beat up, and you're winning the big games. And, and it goes back to, like, it's something that just can't be explained. How does that happen? How does it happen? But three out of four, fantastic. Very happy about it. Uh, I mean, I don't know about anybody that can, that couldn't be happy about it. Not in a crystal ball, not knowing what we know now. Right. And uh, it's weird, Frankie. Sometimes on our StreamYard, it, our Facebook users' names don't appear. It just says Facebook user. So hello, this, hello, Mr. Facebook user. Yeah. So Mr. Facebook user says Martin Jones played, looked good. And, and we, we talked about that at length. He looked, he looked terrific. Um, so uh, let me see here. All right. So every show, this question um, is asked because – 
you know, last year with the struggles of Carter Hart, and then it's like we're always analyzing how Carter Hart plays. Well, this is a question that doesn't have to be asked. How did the goaltending look? They looked, it looked tremendous. And the goaltending has looked tremendous. So that it just goes to show you that if you're defensively, if you're, if your goaltender can see the puck and you're defensively sound, and that's the beautiful thing about Jones tonight, the economy of motion with him. He didn't make any flashy, brilliant saves. He was just positionally sound. Yeah, and the only reason one big save. Um, yeah, a couple, couple big saves. But like, I mean, the good thing is you're seeing with the defense that we have now, they're not getting as many shots on the goaltending. I mean, you're seeing he had what 30, 23, 24 saves, maybe around there um, throughout. But we used to give up 45 shots a game, 40 shots a game on Carter Hart. It's a huge issue. And then he would let up a few goals, and now just everything looks terrible. He brought in the right pieces to contend. And you're seeing it also with the goaltending and the defense not letting in as many chances and shots on the goaltending. That's a very good point. Um, I'm going to ask you this now. We've uh, we've beaten the drum pretty hard on, on the great goaltending. We've talked about how the new additions looked great. In your opinion, who were the standout stars tonight? You know, as a writer, I'm sure you sometimes have to uh, throw your three stars out there. Who are your three stars for tonight's game? Well, I got off that uh, Martin Jones are phenomenal. Um, you know, I really like. Uh, you know, I, I'll do this as a, as a whole. That the third line tonight was a star. I tweeted it out early on. This this might have been the best shift that they've had all year, and they just got better and better and better throughout the game. They, I think that was definitely a second star for me. That was I'm gonna give it to the whole line. That whole second line with and Lelbaum looked really good. He's been a concern for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> one point in ten games, uh, plus two. Uh, you have to, he has to start putting the bucket in that. Um, but that would so first first one Martin Jones, second and third line of the Flyers. My third star. Look at the Darker star. He's had a really good year and he looks really good tonight. Got a nice good goal. Um, good solid player, gritty player. Uh, definitely going to give it to Darker star for the third star. No, and for me, you have to start with Martin Jones. He, he especially the second half of the third period. It was. Uh, they were, they were on their heels, and he kept them in it. Um, I, I gave uh, the second starter Ristolainen. I thought he his presence was felt tonight. Um, he just looked aggressive. I, I don't know. Might have been one of his best games. Yeah, I'm convinced he was playing hurt, and he's maybe feeling better. And and listen, just not to be a complete homer, I thought Daniel Sprong looked noticeable on the ice for the Capitals. Um, Ovechkin, of course, towards the end was scaring the crap out of you. But Sprong, Sprong looked terrific. I mean, he's the kind of guy that he's a, he's a good, damn good role player for that team. I mean, he the guy flies is a heavy shot. Daniel Sprong, in my opinion, played well tonight. But I can't go, I can't go against what you said. Lawton played well. Yeah, um, Lindblom, Lindblom finally showed something. But yeah, it's funny if you've watched our show, Nikki T and I were on eggshells with him because how do you how do you ever bash Oscar? Right, the man's been through hell and back. So it's hard to do it, but he doesn't, for me, show a high ceiling. I yeah, almost think become a concern. Um, yeah. not, not only a concern, um, but first ten games need more, need more out of them. Uh, yeah, and you know, when we'll, Allison we'll comes back, when when Hayes and Allison come back, what are you going to do? You're going to move you're going to move Oscar to the fourth line and then bump one of those those other guys off. I like the grid of that line. I, you know, so this I, is, like, this the, is a, like people are challenging for spots right now. Yeah, um, that's you know, a good when problem. you see Wade Allison come back, 
he's gonna have to contend. He may not come back um and get right right in there um because yeah, he might have to of go the to injury and the teams. Bit. The team's playing so well that you may not want to change too much. No, you're right. You're right. So it's a it's a great problem to have. Now, before we wrap up the show, I just want to give you a little um, you and our viewers a little forecasting of our schedule coming up. Uh, our next game is Wednesday, hosting Toronto. I'll be That's there live be from press press media oh, for Flyers and right. all the coverage. All right, I'm going to text you as the game is taking place. Uh, then we then we're at Carolina, and as Vance said, the NHL did us no favors putting that team in our division and taking Boston out. And then we're at Dallas. So those are our next three games. Any concerns or thoughts on those three games? Carolina's played phenomenal. Uh, I think they got the big loss today, actually. Yeah, I they were losing they got... four nothing last I looked. Yep, they lost today. Um, good team. Yeah, great coaching. <laughs> great, great coaching. Unbelievable coaching. Um, that's probably what I concern for me. Dallas Western Conference. I think we have them. I like five out of six points in the next two games. You heard it here right. first. Listen, if you say it, it has to happen. It has to happen. So a Adam was our Facebook guest. The coach should get a star for having the guys ready to play. Well, if if you if you don't have if your team's not ready to play against the Capitals, Adam. You, you don't get yeah. a sticker for me on that one. You know, nah, he, gets doing a, your job. he gets a sticker removed for job. how they played the previous two games. Yeah, he, he did his job uh, for sure. But, ladies and gentlemen, we were blessed to have Frankie James join us. The man knows his hockey. If you don't have a chance, if you, if you get a chance, you got to listen to Frank the Tank. You got to listen to him on Dusty Beats. Um, read his articles on Flyers and Nitty Gritty. Frankie. Love the collaboration. Thank you so, so much for, for joining me tonight. Uh, it, it means a lot. My, my boys had two of my guys had weddings, uh, unrelated weddings. Je Jesse's at a wedding. Maybe they're maybe they're dancing together. And and, so. and and uh, my buddy Vance has got uh, night work uh, when he's not off. So it's just you and I tonight, was, brother. Yeah, you, you saved the bacon, bro. I really appreciate Thank, it. Th thanks for having me on. And uh, <laughs> next time we'll do a switch. You come on and hang out with us. And Absolutely. We'll talk um, Absolutely. It's, it's, listen, everybody eats, and that's the way we, we rock and roll, man. Thank there you is. so much for having me be a part of this. I'm, I'm going to send you my personal number. You can text her out. Um, uh, thank you again so much, man. I really appreciate you having me on there. Uh, hang on hang on after we, we hang up. So that was Frankie. Again, Frankie, James, thank you again. I am Dan Green. We are Flyer and Ice, brought to you by Heat Ratio Sports. Check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts good it's a good ride home and of course subscribe to heat ratio sports on youtube and ladies and gentlemen good night good hockey and we'll see you after the toronto game take care everyone